welcome our new sponsor to the Man at 50 podcast, Scars and Stripes Coffee Company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women who have served our country. Do more than say, thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Brad Richard at scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, S. Richard, author of the book, Man at 50, A Journey of Crisis, Revelation, and Survival. So let's get started on the Man at 50 podcast, a podcast that is for you, your little person within you, your hopes, your dreams, and hopefully a new plan for the future. Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and today I have a special guest. Uh, She's a speaker, an author, a certified trainer, and we are going to be speaking today with Mary Catherine Morales, affectionately known as MK, and I'm going to go ahead and just tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on the line with us. Uh, Mary Catherine Morales, um, she is a speaker, an author, a certified trainer, and a university fundraiser executive uh, recognized for her more than 25 years of varied professional accomplishments within business organizations and the community at large. More importantly, she is a devout woman of God, devoted wife and mother, visionary leader, and women of principle who exemplifies the power of transformation and possibility. So that's uh, a little bit about her. And we are going to be talking today about her book, uh, Becoming a Woman, a Woman of Principle. So Mary Catherine Morales, are you on the line with me? I sure am. Hello, Brad. It's good to see you. Good to be <laughs> with you. <laughs> good to have you on the show. Uh, I think I, I, when I started off with welcome to the Man of 50 podcast, I think I choked on the word welcome, but we're just kind of, you know, it's Sunday and we're just going to leave that be and, and not worry about it. But so welcome, welcome to the show. Um, I, I think that uh, we connected on LinkedIn and um, I think our missions are similar. And, uh, you know, uh, most of the clients that I work with, they are men. Uh, and I think obviously your focus is, uh, is on women and empowering women. So Tell the listeners a little bit about, and we're going to get into your book specifically in the second half of the show, but uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your, yourself. Uh, what are you currently doing? What are you working on? And uh, kind of like a mission statement, and uh, just kind of let the listeners know who, who you are and, and what you do um, beyond the bio that I just read. Well, I really appreciate, and I love the the framework, like who you are first and then what you do, because that is exactly what I was thinking about today um, in, in a number of different ways. So I, I like to say, just like the bio says, who I am is a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, a child of God. Um, and I also like to say that I am an ambassador for women. Uh, for women's empowerment, their well-being. Um, I totally believe that total transformation is possible. Mind, body, soul, 
career, relationships, whatever you got going on, there's an answer for that. We can be transformed. Um, and that's kind of who I am. You know, I, I like to see myself as uh, joyful, kind, and I'll give myself credit these days and say that I'm brilliant because I think we all actually are really, really brilliant human beings. Um, and what I do is I work at a local university in South Florida, and I am an executive fundraiser. I raise money for uh, brain health at the Brain Institute. Wow. But a lot of my time, yeah, I love brain health. You know, when we think about autism, when we think about um, preventing Alzheimer's disease, depression, um, and just generally taking care of ourselves. Um, so I love, love, love spending time with that scientific team and that community. But I also spend a lot of time raising money uh, for our first generation students because we are a minority majority. And I love uh, aligning uh, with the mission of the university to help them find the help them to find the funds that they need for those students. Um, but that's what I do during the daytime, and I love my career there. But uh, for more than 15 years, I've been just like you. I've been a coach, a mentor, a spiritual teacher, and God just all along was preparing me to quietly, you know, in some training rooms, but really preparing me to step out and be an author and do it uh, publicly, which is what I'm doing now um, in the women of principal community. Well, um, I just had like 10 questions. Okay, I'll start with the first one that popped into my head. Um, okay what in your life and and if i ask you a question and i tell my guests the the same for all my guests uh if i ask you a question that you're uncomfortable with you can just pass you know okay. just say i'll skip that one uh and that's fine um but i mean if you're if you're comfortable you know sharing your answer that's great um what in your life um kind of led you in this direction um you know i mean i i know that women want to help other women men want to help other men we do it differently mm -hmm. but we all are are driven for a specific reason and a lot of it has to do with um sometimes has to do with with our life experience yeah. so what in your life um basically kind of drew the roadmap to where you're at now and you know where where you're heading was there an event uh, was there a specific uh, crisis or a specific thing in your life that that kind of brought you to this place? That's such a, first of all, that's a really profound question. I agree with you. I think that all of our life events lead us to down a particular path and where we're at today, um, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, right? Like every choice we make, it's like sliding door moments. There is no such thing as a neutral um, activity. But um, there were a couple of things, actually. I was actually deaf as a little girl. Um, um, I was diagnosed as deaf when I was in second grade. My second grade teacher called my mom and said, hey, Mary Catherine actually isn't like disruptive or disobedient, but I think she has a hearing impairment. And that kind of led me down uh, a path where I was actually diagnosed as legally deaf. And that was the case from 
six or seven through the age of 13. And that was a defining moment for me because I knew intuitively that I always felt a little bit separate from or left out. But I guess as a child, you can't really define it because mm-hmm. you're not really sure why, why it is the way that it is. Um, so I remember that was the first time I really began to tell myself a story that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't good enough, that I was different than my friends and my, you know, my schoolmates. And unfortunately, I, was, I did receive the miracle of getting my full hearing back at around 13 years old. But by then, the story of not good enough had kind of already been implanted in my spirit and in my mind. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, and then that, you know, I had amazing, amazing life. I mean, I went to college, I had a successful career, but long story short, what happened was I became a young woman with a drug addiction and alcoholism and that, and along with that kind of comes a mental health, a temporary mental health issue. Mm-hmm was really in that moment where, you know, beautiful, successful, but extremely alone and really fighting for my life in that time frame. And back then there were no like brain health initiatives. There weren't any kind of groups kind of cheering you on. It was really more, if you were an addict or an alcoholic 25 years ago, it was a tough road. And um, it, was a, it was a lonely journey for me. But how I got to where I'm at today is I knew that I somehow, some way would get through this difficult time. And I remember very distinctly telling my mother, I know exactly where I was. I said, mom, when I get through this, I'm gonna make sure that other women know that they are loved, know that they are worthy. And that was in the middle of a really tough time. So that's kind of what began to draw me towards making sure that other women um, can live the life of their dreams Mm -hmm. and overcome all of their fears, all of their anxiety one day at a time uh, with the help of other people and the love of God. Absolutely. That is a a beautiful story. Uh, And I I thank you for being vulnerable and going back uh, and kind of reliving or, or reconnecting, you know, with, mm-hmm. with your, uh, with your foundation. Um, something that, and, and this is kind of a theme for my podcast and, and for what I do um, is, you know, I talk about um, all of us have our little me, we have our little person, our little Mary, our little Brad. And um, I had to, I had to do a major transformation and a major reconnect with my little person. And from what you just shared with the listeners, um, you know, that's, that is exactly, uh, right on, uh, you nailed it, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's the perfect example of what you experienced, what little Mary experienced during that, that time of ridicule and, and maybe bullying and being made fun of because you, because you couldn't hear, uh, as well as other kids, um, that, that stayed with you yes do you think the drug addiction um and the the alcohol um do you think 
I mean, obviously those were tied into those, those wounds from your childhood? Yeah. Well, definitely. I think, you know, and I'm not smart enough, you know, I know other people who've been deaf and other people who've had tough times that didn't turn to alcohol as a, as a bandaid. Mm -hmm. I just, I did. And, um, I used to wish that I had not done that, but that was part of my journey. And I think it, I've allowed it to make me more compassionate, more kind, and more grateful for the life that I actually have. Mm -hmm. But absolutely, I think that um, the kind of concern and pain that I carried both as a little girl who was really separated from the world for a long time because I couldn't hear what was happening around me, and then feeling isolated as a young woman who had a, a substance use disorder, those were two very powerful experiences in my life. <clears throat> and, you know, one of my favorite neuroscientists is Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a woman of faith. I quote her work all the time because I am not a neuroscientist. But what I've learned from her is that all of those moments change the neuropathways in our brains mm -hmm. and affect how we think about ourselves. And so it takes a long time, or at least it took me a long time to change how I see myself, how I feel about myself, how I feel about the world. But again, I really believe one day at a time with the love of God and some real um, tactical steps that we can take, we can transform how we think and transform our lives. Right on. Yeah. Speaking of, of taking a, lo a long time, it took me 50 years. <laughs> I was, I was codependent for 50 years of my life and my transition didn't start till I was 50 years old and I'm only 56 now. So welcome you know, to the journey. Yeah. I was a slow learner. Let me tell you, but, um, you know, but you yeah. are not alone, my friend. Oh uh, yeah. I I'm, I'm realizing that, uh, the more and more people that I meet, but you know, your story uh, brings home so many uh, important points. Uh, and, and the, you know, my listeners to this podcast, they, they've heard me say this over and over and over again. Um, we, we talk about um, our paths and our choices. Um, obviously, you had some paths that you went down that you regret, or you made some choices that you regret. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a big advocate of the, um, of the option or the opinion that you have every right and you have the power to go back to the crossroads, the fork in the road and choose a different path. And you can always re-choose when it comes to choices, you can always make different choices. Absolutely. And you can always correct that. And um, you talked about, you know, um, with, with, with the help of God. Yes. And from my perspective, um, our, our little people, our, our, our little selves, um, that is, in, in my opinion, that's the essence of God. Uh, you know, you hear, have people say, well, you know, how do I find God in my life? Or how do I, um, how do I connect with God? And, and what I tell them is go back. It, it may be painful. It may be hard and difficult, but you need to go back and connect with your little self, your little person, because the light of God is with them. And if you find them, 
reconnect with them and, and, and get a handle on who you were and how can you help that little person break through and move forward. Okay. Um, that's, I believe that's where the light of God resides is with, is with our, that's where we find it. You know, it's like, find your light. Right. Um, I believe our light is with our little person and, and that they never go away. I mean, people seem to think that when they grow up and they get older, that uh, it's like, well, I'm not a child anymore, but I'm working on this. I'm not happy with this. Um, this isn't going well in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm not happy in my job. I'm not happy in my marriage, yada, yada, yada. And all of those things are tied to our child. It's tied to our little person. And it's like everybody that I speak to, and you could probably, or you may agree with this. Um, the people that I speak with, they have tried to separate themselves from that little person. They've left them behind. Mm. And, that, and, and that's when we started to dream. And that's when we started to, um, we thought we were you know, invincible, that we could do anything. And we, sure. had, and we had that spark. We had that spark, that light of God in us. And we were just untouchable. And as adults, it's so hard to get that back. But it's possible to do that it's possible to get that back and, and regain that control. Well, scriptures tell us that we're to have the faith of a child, like faith of like our, the, the child. And I think sometimes it is um, a challenge, but you're absolutely right. I mean, a child always believes they're the best dancer, they're the funniest, they're the best painter. Uh, and somewhere along the way, we begin to be told that maybe that's not the case. Um, I do believe that total transformation is possible and I don't know what your, um, your audience faith perspective is, but as a Christian, I really believe that through the love of God, we, as we spend time in prayer and meditation and different really healthy activities, I think hot yoga is an amazing tool you know, to get connected to that true essence of me, that authenticity, that child of God that always was and will be. Um, when we can have those kind of encounters with the love of God, that we have these amazing spiritual revelations that lead to the kind of transformation that I think you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think um, it, it's, I find it um, ironic or not really necessarily ironic, but I, I find that the solutions to a lot of our problems are easier than we perceive them to be, um, you know, because I mean, the world makes everything so difficult and, and so, you know, uh, yes. de detrimental and self-care and self-love and self-actualization. Um, those are all buzzwords, you know, and, and, and they're kind of confusing to a lot of people. Um, all of, you know, in your story that you shared, 
um, you, along with so many people that I've interviewed and that I've talked to, um, the reason that they are now helping other people and they're moving forward as a, as a servant to God and to, uh, and to people is the reason that they're moving forward is that they have faced their past and they've learned from it. And now they're moving forward to share that with others. And that's, that's a, that's a big thing, you know? And can I add one, uh, because I agree with you a hundred percent. I think sure. the piece I would add is there's a huge distinction between fact and interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I think as we go back, the power for me, you know, we could look at forgiveness for a second. Um, when I looked back on my past, there was definitely many years where I was ashamed of how I showed up, the things that I said, you know, the way that I treated people in my addiction. And I really had to reframe the interpretation of those experiences in my past in order to move through them and heal and to recognize that there is no shame and condemnation in the love of God. Now, there may be shame and condemnation in man. People may judge me. But hey, with all due respect, I mean, I want people to like me. But I think where I really found freedom and authenticity and joy was when I said, you know what? I'd like for you to like me, but what I'm really concerned about is, am I making a difference? Am I helping somebody else? And am I in good standing with God? Like mm -hmm. that is where my freedom was because I had to reinterpret the mistakes of my past and realize that I was, um, because of the alcoholism, I showed up in a particular way, but it wasn't who I am. It's what I did. Right. Yeah. The, the, the actions, uh, the actions and who you are, 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 are very, are very different. You know, there's behavior and then there's the actual you. Yes. And, um, and just to, just to kind of expand on, on, on the one thought that you just said, as far as, um, I, I would like for you to like me, but it's not required. Uh, the most important thing is that you like yourself and so many people don't. That's right. So many people don't. And so. It's so surprising, isn't it? It's, it's shocking. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is mind blowing. Um, you know, and when I say like yourself, I'm not talking about being egotistical or, right. or full of ourselves, but truly like slash love ourselves because until we do that, we can't offer anything to anybody. All bets are off. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it's just, your, your story is inspirational. Um, it, it tells the listeners that no matter where you've been, what you've done, if you experience problems with, with, uh, with drugs or alcohol in your past, um, you have no excuse. Because if one person can do it and they can, they can make that transition and get out of that and move forward with a positive life, if one person can do it, anybody can do it. I love to say that there's hope for us all. We're I, either 
all children of God or we're not. Exactly. It's not, it's not to say that everybody will choose that, but it's not like the God of my understanding is up there somewhere or the greater consciousness of love is saying, no, no, Mary Catherine, you don't get the blessing. You go stand over there while the rest of them, you know, I mean, and this is a complex conversation, I know, but it's, it's not like that. Um, I will, you know, when I'm mentoring women and, you know, let's face it, you know, whether it's addiction, it's cancer, it's overcoming some form of abuse, it's losing all of your money in your home, life can really throw you a curveball. And it is hard to overcome life's biggest challenges. It just is. Um, but I do believe that we are strong, you know, that we persevere and that if we help one another, and like you said, go back to the basics, it's really very simple. Mm -hmm. Love them over, like quit judging them and just help them out. <laughs> You know, there's just so many simple ways that if, like you said, if we go back to basics, you know, I think more people uh, could experience joy. Absolutely. There's, there's so much, um, a, a point that I wanted to get into, and I wanted to get your, your opinion on this, is one of the um, aspects or one of the elements of, of, of the human uh, experience is the word responsibility yes and that is for me that's a big uh it's a red flag uh it it should have the utmost importance in anyone's life and it it's not to say to be responsible for anybody in the world because that's theirs that's theirs uh to bear or, the, or theirs to carry and, and act on but personal responsibility and responsibility to ourselves, being 100% responsible for yourself, your past, your present, and your future. Um, there's so much finger pointing and blame, and I'm this way because of this person or this experience or that experience, yes. and all of that means absolutely nothing until we take 100% responsibility and say, okay, I've got this. My mistakes are, are, are mine. My successes are mine. And I take full responsibility for, for changing things starting today. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, we see it, you know, all over the world uh, and, and a lot in the United States, the lack of responsibility in individuals. And it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the most important conversations that we could have because, and people, you know, when you start talking about responsibility with someone who is still caught in the blame game or pointing their finger or really isn't interested in um, moving forward with their lives, you know, if from my own experience, um, and again, we all go through hard times, and I am not minimizing anyone's hard times. Like, right. and there are some people who have really overcome some really difficult challenges. Mm -hmm. 
and they're stuck. And part of it is because of forgiveness and responsibility. When we're responsible for our lives, we're not saying that what happened is right or that it was kind or loving. Um, we're collapsing what happened with how I can be responsible for my life moving forward, healing, working through the anger, the resentments, because the only person who stays stuck is the one who's in unforgiveness and anger. Mm -hmm. So that's the part that I think that people collapse in responsibility. And I mean, we can look at, you know, we're in a political year and, you know, not just in this race, but in many races prior to this, it's the, the two parties are constantly blaming the other person it's and not crazy. taking responsibility. So we're actually encouraged as a community, we see it on national media, newspapers, magazines, not to be responsible. Exactly. And so it's, an, it's another epidemic, but I think when we can get into like, even what Gandhi said, how can I be the change in the world? What can I do to end hunger? What can I do to end racial injustice? What can I do to add value to the world? And I just think that if more people just worked on their own, like kind of getting their own matters in order, that the result would be epic. I mean, it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, I was codependent 50 years of my life. And so there was a lot of blame. There was a lot of finger pointing and I turned over my life to other people and I never, ever, ever controlled it for 50 years. I wasted a lot of years doing that. And one of the steps that I did is I went back to little Brad and I took full responsibility for everything that he went through not I, I didn't take responsibility for the people that right. hurt him. That's I didn't right. Take responsibility for someone else's actions, but I took one hundred percent responsibility for him, and I said, number one, I've got this. You're protected. No yes. one will ever hurt. Never, no one will ever hurt you again. And I am a hundred percent responsible for you as an adult. And together we're going to move forward towards our hopes and our dreams that you have kept in your heart all this time that I've yes. lost. Yes. And now it's time for me to be responsible and you need me as an adult to be responsible for you and take us both forward. So it's so important um, to take responsibility for, for them and for our, yeah, for your life. Uh, because nobody can give you that. No spouse, no girlfriend, boyfriend, um, uh, job, um, mm -hmm. uh, church. I mean, you know, you can't, no matter what church you attend, whatever, the church can't be responsible for your life either. That right. is your, <laughs> here's a pun, that's your responsibility yeah. uh, to do that. So, yeah. um, and it's super empowering. Like once you took responsibility for your life, in a new way, how long did it take you to begin experiencing the joy, you know, freedom, like one day at a time? 
Uh, it was it was fairly instant. Um, I I made the toughest decision I ever had to make, and that was leave a twenty two year marriage. Um, because the last ten years of that twenty two year marriage was a non physical relationship. Mm -hmm. We were cohabitating, same sure. house, and um, my world became my bedroom. Twenty four yeah. seven, seven days a week. That was my world. Was a bedroom and my computer. That that was it. And my dog. Yeah. And um, I stayed in that uh, situation because I had a son, mm. and I made a promise to myself and to him that I would not leave him behind until he was an adult and he could hopefully understand my reasonings for moving on. That's and great. so when I made that decision and, and I left him, he was an adult, he was 19 years old. And things changed almost immediately for me because I had to make the toughest decision of my life. And yeah. until that, that, that one decision was made to move on and say, you know what? I start a new life today and I live for me from this day forward. Amen. And, and, and until that, and it was difficult. And obviously I put that decision off for 10 very, very long years. Um, but once it was made, then everything became easier. Everything became easier and everything yeah. just became clearer. Uh, and moving forward was, was, it was a cakewalk. It was super easy moving forward. That's once, great. Once I dumped everything, you know, and said, okay, I'm done with this. And, uh, Hopefully I live to a hundred so I can get another 50 years, but yes, of course. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take our break. Uh, uh, we're going to do a sponsor break and we're about halfway through give or take. Um, and so uh, we're not on a network, so there's no, there's no time limit. Uh, and I, I'm not pressed for a hard break or anything, but uh, let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, I want to get into some questions and some information about your book. Okay. Uh, Becoming a woman of principle. Principle. Say, I, yeah, I was waiting for your cue. Um, Becoming a woman of principle. And I want to get into the book and I want to get into the specific things that you are involved with and what, what you're doing. And okay. where do you want to go in the future? What is your ultimate goal uh, that, that you want to uh, uh, aim for or, or move towards? Okay. okay. Yep. So folks, uh, we will be right back with the man at 50 podcast. And we have been talking to Mary Catherine Morales, affectionately known as MK. And uh, we've been talking to her. She is a speaker, an author. Uh, she's a certified trainer. And she is doing some amazing, amazing things in the lives of women she comes, uh, comes across and, uh, and, and connects with. So we'll be right back after a short break. I want to welcome our latest sponsor to the Man at 50 podcast. The company's name is Pure Green, and they are one of the fastest growing juice and smoothie bar franchises in the U.S. They are taking on health straight on with some fantastic, uh, healthy, delicious products. So I would encourage you to check them out at puregreen.com. That's puregreen.com. And um, I am very happy to be uh, associated with the Peer Green family, 
and very happy uh, that they are a sponsor of the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are back for part two uh, with our episode uh, 31. This is episode 31, and we uh, we're talking to, and we are still talking to, Mary Catherine Morales. So uh, welcome back, Mary. Well, it's good to be back. That was a first. <laughs> That was a lot of fun, first half. Thanks again for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, we're going to kind of go through the second half here. And um, now, becoming a woman of principle. principle. I, there's so many P's out there in the world, you know? It's like passion, principle, purpose. You're not uh, a woman, so I totally get it. It's cool. Yeah, principles, yeah. Um, and you, now, your book is already it's, it's already out now right? It, yep. It's, okay. um, it's on Amazon. So the full title, you know, there's always like that primary title and right. then the secondary. It, it's called Becoming Woman of Principle, uh, Transforming Your Mind, Living Courageously, and Rising to Your Call. Um, they can either go to womanofprinciple.com. Um, it's also on Amazon. And then Target and Walmart are also carrying it online. Awesome. Okay, yeah. that's great. Now we're gonna we're gonna have um all of your links are gonna be in the show notes so people can connect with you, whether it be LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, um, your website, um, a link to link to your book on Amazon, whatever links you want to provide me, they'll be in the show notes. So well, tell me about now tell me about your book a little bit. You don't you don't want to give too much away because we want people to buy it. That's right. But uh tell me a little bit about like is it is it a is it a book that you would consider to be a training book or is it a narrative story or how is the book structured you know i mean you know what the book is about but what what can people expect i think that's a really interesting question so the book is divided into three pieces the first piece is the journey through hell to home and even though i use the journey through hell to home as my personal story kind of coming through the most difficult time in my life. I don't want women to get stuck on that. Like if they're not, if they didn't suffer from substance use disorder, it might've been cancer, divorce, losing a job, not finding a job, something that happened in their particular life. What is their journey through hell to home from fear to faith? Um, so the first part is the journey through hell to home. The second part is, um, transforming your mind and living courageously. And this is really where the heart of the book is. So you asked if it was a workbook and the answer is absolutely. It was designed that once we get through the journey through hell, we find our way to the place of peace and joy and we're moving in that direction. This book has five practices that will help any woman and quite frankly, I've had uh, several men read this book and say, man, what about us? You know, and yeah, you're raising your hand. I, know, I got them. Right? I got them. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so like the practices, and then there are five practices in that piece. And then the third part of the book is once you've worked through the five practices and the five principles, then it's all about rising to our call and to our purpose, like really tuning in to why we were created, why are we here and maximize and leveraging your dreams. But the key is really in those five practices, which we can talk more about if you'd like to. Okay. Um, 
I don't, like I said, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but um, can you give us like a subtitle of the five steps and then let people kind of think about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, becoming beautifully transparent through the practice of honesty, becoming wise through the practice of putting God first, uh, becoming generous through the practice of servant leadership, uh, becoming uh, victorious by running with other champions, and becoming impeccable by being your word. Those are the five steps that we talk about in the book. Wow. And, and do you have like 10 lines that they can write stuff out for each step? Or because that, those are like powerful, you know, sections or powerful parts. Yeah, they are. So each in each um, practice um, has a underlying spiritual principle to it. And the idea, um, and I can sum the book up in just five words, what we practice, we become. Exactly. What we practice, we become. So using honesty as an example, um, as women of faith, we understand and know that every time we have the courage to be honest, we move towards the supernatural truths of God. But if we're not honest with ourselves and other people, the supernatural revelations, you know, those big, big ideas it's like impossible to grasp, you know, to grasp those because we're not honest. And the principle behind that practice is transparency. So when we get into a really difficult conversation and my belief system says something like, I can't be honest with you, Brad, you know, you might be upset with me. You and I might see this topic very differently. Then honesty, I might tell a small white lie because I'm afraid to tell you the truth about your question. Let's say you ask me a really complex question. And what happens is as we tell those small white lies year after year, decade after decade, we actually look back over our lives and say, why am I so unhappy? Why am I not living the life that I always wanted to live? So we use the principle of transparency as a guide. We're not perfect, we don't do it perfectly, but if my goal in this conversation with you is to be as transparent as possible, um, that's my North Star. Authenticity. Yes. Yeah, that's hard for me to say, like like the P words we were trying to get through, but. <laughs> I that, understand. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, uh, the book sounds incredible. Um, sounds super valuable and something that I, I want to touch on and I know we're going to uh, wrap up I'm part two is going to be a little shorter because I, I know that you have to run um, so there's a couple things I wanted to get to before we wrap up today um, one of the issues that I know women face as well as men is abuse whether it be sexual physical emotional that is an extremely prevalent issue throughout the lives of women all over the world yep and that is one of the from what i've been told through all the people that i've i've spoken with that is one of the hardest hurdles to get over and i think it is probably one of the biggest issues that women struggle with. 
if, if it was present in their life. Yep. Um, and it holds so many of them back from doing, you know, amazing things and things that they, that they want to do. What would be your message to the listeners and those women that are dealing with that specific issue? Um, and how would you suggest that they begin to get out of that mindset? And the healing process. At, well, right. First and foremost, I would say... It's a big question, I know. Sorry, but you got three minutes. Go for it. <laughs> well, I think you're right. I think that um, emotional, physical, sexual abuse is unfortunately um, still rampant in our community. And so um, my first thing I would say is I would say, my beautiful lady, you are loved but, or your male audience and you're not alone, you are worthy. Um, and that one day at a time, what I would actually suggest is that, um, you know, as women, we are, we are taught to like take care of our nails, our hair color, our skin, buy some nice clothes and some fancy shoes. And then we, we kind of put off to the side because of the so-called stigmas of taking care of our emotional, Selves and our, our, our mind and our brain, we put all that off. So what I would say, because what I did to overcome my addiction and all of the trauma that went with that, and believe me, when you read the book, there was, there was a, a handful, is one day at a time, I would, I would get into a community of women who have overcome what you're facing and yeah. can really be compassionate, loving, and non-judgmental to your recovery process and can be the, a space, a safe space for you to, to overcome your hurts and your pains. But I would also add that they get into a group that is gonna stand for your authenticity, your power, and your 2.0 in your life because no one can ever replace or take away the abuse regardless of what that was how old we were when that happened, but there through the love of God and through some really loving women one day at a time, I truly believe through prayer, meditation, uh, therapy, um, and taking good care of ourselves in lots of ways that um, we can slowly get through that really terrible mind, that, that experience and the mindset that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. It's a terrible prison. Um, mm -hmm. to yeah, that's uh, all of that is is just it's it's excellent information, great value. Um, I would add from a male perspective, uh, and and as an abuse survivor myself, um, I would I, I would add one one additional thing. I'd love to hear it. Um, and, and you can share this with your with your women friends and and your and your women clients. From a male perspective, um, I would add this one thing: that as an adult woman, it is your responsibility to love, protect, and embrace that little girl within you, mm. and. Once she feels protected and once she feels that as an adult woman, you've got her back, then it's an mm -hmm. unlimited potential 
for both of you to move forward. But as an adult, please be responsible for that little girl because you don't want to leave her behind. You don't want to abandon her because she'll never let you forget that you did. Yeah. So that's what I would say is, is oh, that's beautiful. Is you have to bring her with you and protect her. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I did that for my little Brad, for my little, my little boy. And he would not allow me to move forward until I went back and took care of him. Yeah. And he, and he knew that he had an adult that was on his side. And Amen. You, ha you have to let them know that you, you got this and, and, uh, and they'll be taken care of. And so Amen. that's just one of the thing. Amen. That's such good advice. And, you know, as a first, I want to commend you for your authenticity and being willing to share, you know, because abuse comes in so many ways and it's painful. Um, all of them are really painful. And um, I think, you know, we're where the scripture says that God will use all things together for good. And I remember in my own trauma and abuse from my past and um, that, for example, and I'll just 30 seconds, I, um, there was a particular event that happened in my life and I thought I'll never overcome it. I'll never be able, you know, it was just, I had a, um, I was in a very, you'll, tragic event i was kidnapped for five days it's in the book um oh my word okay but it was a form of abuse and i just remember thinking i'll never be able to get over this and now i'm able to use that experience to help other women who might have been in similar situations to say you can have freedom you can overcome the fear um one day at a time so I really appreciate your authenticity as well, Brad. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. Uh, it's, it's something that, uh, it, I mean, not only do I advocate it, but I mean, everything that I put out all comes back to that, to that soul point of view or that soul principle, um, yeah. whether it's podcasts, website, speaking, mentoring, whatever, everything I do goes back to, our little people yeah. and um, because if, if you can, if you can um, form a bond and a happiness and a sense of security with yourself, yeah. that little person and your adult self, if you bring them together as one soul, one, one child of God yes. um, together, I mean, that's where the power lies with all of us. That's, that's right. where our power is. It's with God. It's with our little person. And uh, as an adult, we have the ability and the opportunity to, right. uh, to run forward as fast as we can. So, yes. but with that being said, and I'm getting the cut sign from my director, <laughs> but uh, okay, in two minutes, three minutes, uh, tell the listeners um, what, you're, what you're working on or what, what, what's in the future for you. What, what's... What's going on and what do you plan on doing in the future? Okay, so um, I want to invite all the women, sorry guys, but this is just a women's community. It's called Women of Principle with an E-N. 
Um, it's a private group on Facebook and it's a faith-based community of women. We don't sell anything. We're just, we come together to express our brilliance, joy, kindness, and however you like to describe yourself as a woman or principal. Um, so we have a community that I'd like to invite you to. Uh, number two, um, we're going to be doing book launches because my book just came out. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to Woman of Principle, A-N, womanofprinciple.com, and um, you can, there's a couple of buttons there if you want to learn more about me, about the book, about the movement, about the community, you can find it all there, or you can go to LinkedIn and all the information is there as well. And my vision is that 100,000 women would say yes to the call upon their life. And we have kind of a process on the website to do that because now is the time, now is the time to live your best life, to discover your God-infused purpose, to live courageously. And that's my commitment is that 100,000 women one day at a time over the next three to five years would would actually go for their dreams. That's, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Uh, and, I, and I can add one last thing before we let you go here is um, us, us men out here, we need strong, strong uh, dream goal-seeking women. We need strong women in our lives. I know that women need stronger men. Yes. Um, they, I, I know that, you know, it's, it's that perfect partnership. And mm -hmm. so, you know, uh, men need to be on that same track. Uh, they do it differently. They learn differently. Um, right. and, and we need both sides of it. Both sides need to be strong and work together. Uh, we could really use a lot of stronger men and women. Absolutely. And so, uh, we need you guys as much as, as, as you need us for different yes. reasons. And so, uh, with that being said, it's like, yeah, that, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, folks, we are going to wrap it up. And uh, we've been talking to Mary Catherine Morales, and she is uh, the author of, of uh, the book, um, Becoming Women of Principle. I nailed it, right? Becoming woman, singular. Woman of, of well. But you got it right. The community is women of principle. Women of principle. I'm sorry, I know it's tricky. I know it's tricky. Well, I, 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 I half nailed it. I, you know, just, yeah. you, your heart's in the right place. I totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a great book. Uh, what you're doing is just, it sounds amazing. And, uh, you know, to the men and the women listeners, uh, to the Man at 50 podcast, please reach out to this lady. She's doing great things. She is, uh, she's, she's serving God. She's serving humanity. And she is giving everything from her heart. So, uh, Mary Catherine, I want to thank you for being on the Man at 50 podcast. Uh, we'll have all of your information in the show notes and people can reach out to you. And uh, once again, thanks so much. I want to thank you, Brad, um, for the good work that you're doing and the, the difference you're making in the world. And I really, I think that if each person just gets up each morning and says, how can I make the world a better place? Um, I think we're going to see a lot of miracles in 2021. I'm believing for that. So uh, I just want to say uh, thank you. I have enjoyed being here and I can't wait to meet your audience. Thank you so much. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, 
and I, it just was, we, we could have went a lot, a lot longer. There's a lot of information, but uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, people really need to come together and be strong together because we are going to be faced with a lot of challenges going forward in the future, I believe. And the stronger we are, the better chances we have uh, yes. for, for a good outcome. So, all right, folks, um, thank you so much for joining us on the Man at 50 podcast. This is episode 31. Uh, we will be back with another episode in a week or so. And so for now, I will end the show like I always do. Um, love your little me. Remember, they are always with you. And take good care of them and love yourself. So until next time, uh, I'll say goodbye. And I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Take care, everyone. And bye for now. This has been the Man at 50 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week for our next episode and our next guest on the show. Visit us on the web at www.bradrichard.net. That's www.bradrichard.net. Until next time, take care.